Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. In this episode, I'm joined by Scott Ralph, Chief Revenue Officer at QRails. QRails is a cloud-based, API-driven, and developer-friendly payment platform that empowers employees and their families through innovative financial wellness solutions. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. Maddie, it's great to be here. Yeah. So one of the first things I wanted to ask you right out the gate is if you could explain what earned pay access is and what that means for both employees and employers. Sure. The new technology available now for payroll systems allows for keeping track of how much an employee has earned, but not yet been paid. So typically someone is paid maybe twice a month. So a week after your paycheck, you've earned half of your next paycheck, but you would normally have to wait until payday to receive it. And the technology now allows you with a simple app on your phone to be able to see how much money is available. And with a click of a couple of buttons, you can have that money sent to you. And it can either, in the case of our service, it can either be sent to your card, which is a basically a MasterCard, so that you can send it from there, or you can transfer um, all or part of it to your bank account if you set up your bank account to be linked to it. I think some of this has been available for a while. One of the big pioneers was Uber. Because Uber drivers, sort of, some of them are full-time, a lot of them are part-time, and many of them would like to have the money at the end of their shift. You know, I've talked to a lot of Uber drivers. You know, sometimes somebody just wants to buy tickets to the game, and so they work long enough to have enough money to do the download and pay for their ticket. Other people I talk to drive at night and work in the daytime, and they drive longer when their parents in the country they came from need to, you know, buy their medicine and things like that. So it's, it's really interesting. And Uber was sort of a pioneer in that space. And now many employers are realizing that their employees also would like to have the benefit of having access to their money quicker. And do you see earned pay access gaining traction more quickly with hourly workers and gig economy workers before it'll kind of reach the uh, corporate salaried portion of the economy? Well, that's a really, really interesting question because the people that invented this sort of technology tended to be more engineers, you know, responsible people that paid all their bills and, and maybe even were older and, and life was a little bit more rigid when they were young. And so there was sort of a perception among the people that created this. And also payrolls usually run by people that are accountants. And so they have a financial mind and probably run their personal finances really well. And so most of these people thought that this was a tool to help people that didn't plan well, maybe weren't very responsible with their money. And there have been ways to get your money earlier through payday loans and things like that, which were very expensive. And so they sort of saw it in that context. I'm newer to this business and wasn't part of all that original sort of mindset. I see this really more about freedom, flexibility, especially young people who are used to everything being available instantly because it's been that way their entire life. Yeah. They're very quick to say, well, wait a minute, why should my employer be able to hang on to my money for a week or two? It's my money. I should be able to have it whenever I want to. And one of the stories I like the best is uh, one of the people that works uh, here. He's older. Let's say he's over 50. <laughs> um, was telling me that when he was explaining to his wife, who's a flight attendant on United Airlines, and she's a senior enough flight attendant that uh, she flies mostly on international flights. And so he was telling her about what he's doing at work. And she said, John, right here on my phone, 
I've got that app. Uh, United Airlines gives it to all their employees, but I've never even opened the app. I didn't really know what it was. But now that I know, the next time I fly to Paris, when I land, I'm going to download the money I made on that shift and go shopping, right? Um, so freedom, flexibility, it's my money, I think applies to everybody, not just people who are in some sort of a crisis. Right. And so flexibility is something that all workers are looking for their employees. And in most contexts, it's applying to the option to work remotely. So with the flexibility of being paid as you earn it or when you want to withdraw the money, how do you think that sort of payroll system could help with pay equity? That's a really interesting question. I think that the equity is really sort of a bigger concept than just pay equity. And I'll tell you why. To use rough terms, in the United States today, I would say that about half of the population is, let's call them fully banked. They have bank accounts, they have credit cards, and they may have savings accounts or retirement accounts, or they may not, but they have a bank account and they have a credit card with an available credit on it. And whenever they want something, and you know the banks are a little inconvenient, you know, you're not always near an ATM or it's, the bank's not always open. And you know, sometimes you've spent the money and you just paid the rent and maybe you don't have the money for that mattress you were trying to pick up or the ER copay for your child who broke their arm. And so it always works out for you because whenever that happens, the banking system has given you this credit card and they've agreed to lend you money in an instant. And so you're, you're always kind of covered, right? Well, the other half of the population, the bank w- won't give them account. It's much harder to open a bank account now than it used to be. Maybe they have a bank account, but there's not much money in it. And when they encounter something, either a need like to pay for that ER copay, or maybe they just want to do something like go to the game or take their date to a nice dinner, they don't have that credit card to put down and cover that 100 or $500. And so the service that we're offering starts to equalize those two groups of people, not in terms of paying them more or less, but giving them the respect and comfort of modern life. That makes sense. Just making it more accessible for everybody. Right. And I think that the folks that feel comfortable with their banking existence today probably wouldn't necessarily see this as something that they necessarily need or want because everything's going okay for them. But the half of the population that doesn't always have everything able to serve them the way they would like to, and it doesn't serve them like it serves the other people that they see in their day-to-day life, it's not just liberating financially. It gives them a sense of respect, self-respect and respect from others that they can do the things that they see everybody else doing. Right. Yeah. You mentioned too how young people are so used to things being automated and automatic and how Uber was one of the pioneers of this payment system. So what other kind of modern technology or trends do you think will continue to have an effect on how we pay the future workforce? Well, I think first you have to get a hold of your pay in order to use it, right? Our service is designed to be sort of a money center in the palm of your hand, because once you get the money out of the payroll system, in many cases, people have our, uh, use our system as a pay card. So for example, employers used to always offer only two choices, paper check or an electronic transfer to your bank account. Well, now many employers offer a third choice, which is a pay card, which means that your whole paycheck is loaded onto this card. You're not advancing yourself money. It, it actually comes there every payday. So once an employee has their pay, either their whole paycheck or the earned wage access that they got that piece early, once it's on that card, we give them all the flexibility that they can possibly have. They can use the card to purchase things online. They can use tap to pay with their mobile device. They can easily request a physical card so they can use it everywhere that you would at a merchant terminal. They can transfer it to their bank account. We don't actually offer this service yet, but it's coming soon where you can do peer-to-peer transfers like you would on Venmo and things like that. Oh, cool. 
And then we have all sorts of other ideas in our pipeline out a year or two to offer all sorts of rewards and points and many of the things that credit card companies do to give their customers exciting things to do that generally are not available to that half of the population that doesn't have that. Right. I was just talking with some of my friends the other day about how um, phone companies do that too. Like I know T-Mobile has something on Tuesdays where sometimes you can get like free pizza or something like that. Yep. And one of the unique things about our system, because it has to be um, integrated with the payroll system of your employer, we have a very close relationship with all the employers because all of our systems are integrated with their computers. And so it gives employers a new way to do things for their employees. Because with this tool, I was talking about this in a meeting yesterday, when I was younger and in college, actually, I worked for United Parcel Service. And one of the neat things they did for all their employees was they would give them a Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, sweet. Well, in today's world, an employer using our system, using some tools that will be here uh, shortly, would be able to give their employees a turkey by giving them a gift certificate, basically putting money on their paycheck that lets them then go buy the turkey wherever they want to. That's a really cool way to be able to um, incorporate like bonuses and gifts like that kind of directly. Yeah, the uh, interesting thing, um, somebody was telling me that there's an employer that set things up to do uh, sort of like spot bonuses for people when they had a big accomplishment at work. And I thought, man, I wish where I worked, if I had a really good meeting with the boss, that they'd say, that's great, Scott, you know, and hit a couple buttons and boom, I'd have a, a gift certificate for a brand new iPad at the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With pay accessibility and earned pay access and being able to access it directly, do you think that overall payroll systems in most of today's spaces are lagging behind other types of corporate technology? I don't think the systems are behind because the technology is available. Although we believe that we're the best at providing this service, there are about 30 or 40 other companies in the United States that offer different versions of the same thing. Gotcha. So the technology is widely available. And on the payroll side, most payroll is provided by very big companies. There really isn't sort of mom and pop payroll. So all of those systems are, are pretty advanced. I think the thing that slows it down a little bit in terms of being adopted is that dealing with money, the people that are involved are kind of cautious. And generally, they want to make sure that the systems are completely bulletproof before they adopt them because they don't want to ever drop the ball. Imagine if not one person, but what if the whole company's paychecks didn't arrive one on one payday? Yeah, that would be really stressful. <laughs> and our company, one of the things that makes it different versus all of those other 30 or 40 companies is that we are a card issuer and processor, which means we're essentially like a duplicate of Visa or MasterCard. And so we're running all of the network transactions that credit cards use. And we really are kind of an international bank as well. And so the cards and the earned wage access services that we offer are running on a complete system that's part of QRails, which allows us to give it to employers for free. Some of the companies charge the employer a certain amount of money per employee. And it also allows us to give it to the employee for free. In many cases, they charge fees. Even Uber's system, they charge the driver 50 cents for each time they download money ahead of time. Oh, interesting. 50 cents sounds like it's not very much. But it, it adds up quickly if you're doing it every day. <laughs> it does. And some companies charge a dollar or two, not 50 cents. So the fact that our service is free, and the reason we can do that is because we're that sort of credit card company behind the scenes, we get a piece of the money that your credit card company normally pays. So if you eat breakfast at a restaurant, it costs $10. 
behind the scenes, there's a 2.6% fee that's charged to the restaurant that you're at. And so because we're part of that network, we get half of that 2.6%. And so the system is paying for all the costs and the employee and the employer don't have to pay. Nice. That's really good. And kind of to shift gears a little bit, we talked before about how employees are looking for flexibility within their companies, kind of on the heels of the great resignation. And as the next generation of the workforce enters the scene, do you think that earned wage access and accessibility in that regard is going to be something they're looking for? It definitely is. And and there are a lot of studies that have been done because both payroll and human resources are very research intensive fields. And so there are a lot of articles and case studies by you know, universities and big consulting firms that found that more than half of people that are in the workforce would like to have this service. And similar questions that are asked around, would you choose one employer over another if they offered this? Would you be less likely to leave your employer if you have this service? And so from sort of an HR acquisition or hiring, this is one small but important thing they can use to attract a new hire. And also from the perspective of there's a, there's a lot of companies that have a lot of turnover, especially restaurants and factories and things where some of them will have 25 or even 40% turnover a year. This is one of those things that helps them not have as much turnover. And so a typical company would know about how much it costs to find a new employee. And usually it's a really high number, maybe ten dollars or $15,000. Right. And it gets even more expensive the higher up the chain of command you go to. Exactly. So if normally your turnover is 20 people a year and you can reduce it to 18, you save two searches, which cost you, you know, 10 or $15,000. Some of the companies that we work with, they have recruiting firms that will hire 25 and 50 people at a time. You have a big fleet of drivers or you have shifts at a manufacturing facility. You're actually hiring people in these large batches. And so anything that can reduce your need to do that saves a lot of money. So I think employers will continue to offer it. And employees, a lot of them don't know it's there. So you don't sort of wish for something you don't know is there. But as soon as you've experienced it or you know somebody who did, then it's on your list of things that you want. That makes a lot of sense. You can't know what you want, like you said, if you don't know it's there. Right. <laughs> I actually have one final question for you. Since HR Work Break airs on Fridays, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh, our offices are in Denver. And this weekend, they shut a big part of downtown down. And it's a sort of rock and roll theme. And there's a lot of street bands. Oh, wow. This is sort of the time of year. It actually snowed here a week ago when the weather's finally beautiful. So this will be a, a festive town this weekend. That'll be so much fun. I hope you have a really good time. I will. And Scott, thank you so much again for joining me today. You're welcome. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Me too. Again, I'm Maddie Collins, and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.